It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Monday, January 10th, 2022. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Sitka reported 43 new coronavirus cases between Wednesday and Thursday, continuing the biggest outbreak the community has seen since July. Sitka's seven-day case rate now stands at 105 as of Friday, keeping the community in high alert. Since the start of the pandemic, Sitka has reported a total of 1,484 cases, 29 hospitalizations, and six deaths. In December, the state cut back its COVID reporting to three days a week. The next COVID report will be released today. Bills to bring back political campaign contribution limits and change how Alaska Permanent Fund Corporation board members are appointed were among the legislation filed ahead of the session. Anchorage Republican Senator John Holland proposed a bill that would prevent legislators from receiving per diem payments if they fail to pass a budget by the 121st day of regular session. There's incredible motivation, or there could be incredible motivation, for people not to finish the budget on time to collect per diem. Different bills would raise legal limits on campaign contributions to individual candidates. That previous limit of $500 was struck down by a judge for being too restrictive. Another bill would create a new committee that would appoint the public members of the Permanent Fund Board. The governor currently appoints all of the board members, but the bill would give legislative leaders a say. The bill also would expand the numbers of public members from four to six and increase the length of their terms. Other bills include measures to protect the fund that pays for university scholarships and grants, as well as for medical education, increase the pay of state workers, and change the Permanent Fund dividend formula. Few pre-filed bills have become laws in recent years. The session is scheduled to begin on January 18th. Unemployed Skagway residents are getting an additional financial boost this winter with up to $2,400 a month in municipal unemployment benefits. The money for the program comes from a gift made last year by Norwegian Cruise Lines. As KHNS's Mike Swayze reports, the deadline to file for the first round of payments is on Monday afternoon. This past fall, Skagway's assembly decided about a quarter of the $2 million gift from the cruise company should be made available to the community as unemployment benefits. These will be in addition to any state or federal benefits. Assemblyperson Reba Hilton says the money will help seasonal workers who've been struggling to survive financially with the significant downturn in cruise ship traffic. That group of folks got really hit hard by the pandemic. Obviously, if you're working seasonal, that's because you're directly working with something related to the cruise ships. And obviously, it's been a rough couple of years. So um, I'm really happy that this program is being implemented to hopefully help some of the people that have been hit hardest financially by the pandemic. Municipal Treasurer Heather Rodig says anyone can qualify who is currently collecting state or federal unemployment benefits, or if those benefits ran out by September 1st, or if they've lost work due to COVID-19. If you're sick due to COVID and unable to work, or the business that you work for was closed due to COVID closures, you can collect based on that. That benefit wasn't in the original plan. But as Hilton tells it, it was a great addition with timely impacts. I rode the ferry coming back and there's an active case on the ferry and that person probably isn't going to be going to work. And it's great that they don't have to worry about that. I mean, traveling in and out of here is hard enough as it is. But if you're working full time and you don't want to use your vacation days because it's 
so time consuming to come and go into this community anyways. It's great that they have a little extra cushion of that money. The program allocates a little over $100,000 a month. There is a limit of $2,400 per month for anyone claiming the additional unemployment benefits, and the COVID relief benefit is capped at $1,680, which works out to $120 a day for up to 14 days. There's no word on how many people will apply each month, though municipal staff are expecting anywhere from 50 to 100 applicants. If less people apply and all the money isn't spent, the Assembly will determine another way to get the excess cash into the hands of residents who need it. Rodig says the applications are available just inside the front door of Skagway's City Hall. They're also available on the municipal website skagway.org. She also says there are some documents applicants will need to provide. If you're applying based on your unemployment status, then we need something from the federal or state agency stating your eligibility for unemployment. If you're applying for closure or sickness due to COVID, um, we need a letter from your employer stating the dates that you were sick or unable to work due to a closure. And then all applications must provide some sort of residency proof, which we're considering your Alaska ID with the Skagway address or your voter registration. She says the applications will be posted by the end of each month and the application period will be open through the end of the first week of the next month, with checks being cut shortly thereafter. Eligible months are December through March and the filing deadline for the December benefit is 4.59 p.m. Monday, January 10th. Reporting from Skagway, I'm Mike Swayze. A landmark daily radio show has ended. For more than three decades, Alaska Fish Radio has brought news and perspectives on the fishing industry to listeners around the state. KDLG's Izzy Ross spoke to the host, Lainey Welch, about her time reporting on Alaska's fishing industry. If you listen to the radio in Alaska or if you're involved in the fishing industry, you'll probably recognize this voice. This is Alaska Fish Radio. I'm Lainey Welch. When I came here, Izzy, I had never even seen a salmon. Uh, My life was codfish and haddock and lobsters. Now 72, Welch came to Alaska in 1986 from Cape Cod, Massachusetts. She got a job producing the Alaska Fisheries Report at KMXT in Kodiak, where she learned the rhythms of commercial fisheries across the state. I really, uh, really cut my teeth on not only the fishing activity around the state, but marketing impacts and how Alaska fits into the whole global network of, uh, you know, the seafood commodities trade, which is the largest in the world. Over the six years she worked there, the longtime news director of Dillingham's radio station, KDLG's Bob King, helped Welch learn the ropes of the industry. Five different species fished with different gears at different times. I was clueless. And Bob King there in Dillingham just sort of uh, took me under his wing and explained to me about the different salmon species and, you know, how they were fished. And he really saved my bacon, I'll tell you. King helped Welch learn about salmon and crab because of Bristol Bay's sockeye and red king crab fisheries. And he suggested that Welch start writing for trade magazines. I had name recognition with radio by that time after doing the Alaska Fisheries Report for six years. So it was really easy for me to get sponsors. I started writing a newspaper column at the request of the Anchorage Daily News in 1991. 
and you know the rest is history. Here I am, 30 radio stations and nearly 20 print publications, including three nationals, 30 years later. Welch says what captured her attention was how fish influenced the economy. She says she thinks it's important for anyone who reads or listens to her work to understand how Alaska fits into the global commodities market. Those are her favorite shows, and they're the most popular. On my website, those are the ones that I'll get huge spikes if I talk about crab markets or salmon markets or what the catch forecasts are. To me, it's all about the marketing of the seafood and you know where it goes, what makes it sell, what the trends are. Those are my favorites. Reflecting on her work, she says much has stayed the same, but there have been some major changes. Yes, Alaska has made big inroads in adding value to a lot of its products. For example, in your region, gosh, you know, 20 years ago, you know, maybe 70% of the sockeye pack would go into cans in Bristol Bay. Now that's more like maybe 20, 25% going into cans because the processors have diversified their markets more into filet and specialty products. But she says most of Alaska's seafood industry isn't as efficient or as innovative as places like Canada, Iceland, and Japan. A couple communities like Kodiak are using all of the fish, but that's an exception to the rule. All of the other places, for the most part, are grinding up and dumping all those heads and the skins and livers and other parts that could go into, you know, a global multi-gazillion dollar market for collagens and chondroitins and oils, you know. So to me, that's, that's something that I find that Alaska is getting left behind on. Welch will continue to write a weekly column for the Anchorage Daily News. Maybe I'll get into podcasting. Uh, Like I said, I want to get into uh, some blogging. And who knows? I think there's going to be a lot of unexpected things that will come my way that I haven't even thought of yet. She says she's ready for a new adventure. In Dillingham, I'm Izzy Ross. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. And now taking a look at the weather for Sitka for today, Monday, January 10th, 2022. Today, rain, near steady temperatures in the mid-40s. Southeast winds 15 to 25 miles per hour, with gusts to around 45 miles per hour. Tonight, rain, lows in the upper 30s, southeast winds 10 to 20 miles per hour, gusts up to 45 miles per hour in the evening. And looking forward to tomorrow... Tuesday, cloudy, chance of rain, highs in the lower 40s, southeast winds 10 to 15 miles per hour. You're listening to your community radio station, Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka.